right? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh. Here we go. All right, everybody, please get in your positions of prayer, power, and peace. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for this moment. Father, we thank you for this hour, Father. Thank you for this time just to praise you, Lord. You are amazing. You are most high, Father. You are everything, Father. The air we breathe, Father. We go after you. We reach after you, Father. Today, Father, I come before you humbly, Father, but I come before you earnestly, Father, needing more than just the hem of your garment, Father. I'm seeking your whole face, Father. I'm seeking your whole love, Father. I'm seeking seeking you earnestly, Father. I'm seeking you for others today, Father. Beyond me, beyond us in this room, Father, I'm asking for the youth, Father. Pray for the youth, Father. Watch over the youth. Father, there are a lot of good kids out there. Father, there are a lot of people that are, that have lost their way. Father, they've never seen the path. They haven't been shown the path. But, Father, they can be shown you, Father. They can see you, Father. And I ask that you you guide them. You guide them on their paths for success and safety, Father. God, I youth today, Father, that they are earnestly looking for guidance, mentorship, love, compassion, Father. Be there for them, Father. Be there for them for lo with love, Father. Love for everybody, Father. We pray for love, Father. We pray for romantic love, that, ag that agape love, Father. We pray for love for our friendship, Father. We pray for interpersonal love, Father. We just pray for love throughout the world, Father. Love for everybody, Father. Love for, for the next man or the next woman, the person we see in the grocery store, the person we see on the street, Father. Just our coworkers. Just just give them grace, Father. Give them love, Father. Father, most humbly, Father, I come before you. We we will continuously pray, Father. We will continuously, continuously ask that a miracle be done, Father. We, we, we pray for Harrison's father, Father. We pray for Brian. He's going through in a... In a uh, uh, strenuous time, Father. He's going through something that that no one who except the, those that are with him can understand, Father. But we understand you. We know you. We ask that you heal his body, Father. Heal his mind, Father. Use this as an opportunity to create a miracle, to show a miracle that people know that you're still real, that you're still amazing, that you're still in the blessing business, as the old folks would say. Father, reach into the hearts of his family. Send the Holy Spirit to his family, Father. Give them the strength to encourage him. Give him the power. Stay with them on the lonely nights, Father. I'm doing. I'm saying a prayer, but they're living this, Father. Be with them. These things we ask and pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 You wanna bring a nigga down, even when I'm trying to do right We can go our separate ways right now You can move on with your life, I Fuck swear you, to nigga, God. you love a pity party, I won't show up Always act like your shit don't stink, motherfucker grow up Forever late for shit, won't buy shit Sit around and deny shit, fuck around on a side bitch Then come fucking up my what? shit Fucking up your shit, you must be bleeding and some more shit Bitch, I don't know shit, fuck your feelings You want some whole shit, see I don't know why you like playing mind games with me oh, Bitch, yeah. I ain't What up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, a.k.a. The Perfect Gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the suede soul and the velvet vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones, live all war, everything, answer E, all of the above, a.k.a. Snapple Facts. And we're back. Oh, yeah. With another episode of Bourbon and Boys Shorts, two single fathers, two single guys, talking about love, life, and drinking libations. And uh, who are we inspired by tonight? Tonight, 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 we are inspired by the Witch's Brew. Uh, the Warlocks mix, I call it the brown sugar <laughs> peach bourbon tea. Brown sugar bay. Yeah, this is, we, we're sponsored by the brown sugar bay. Uh, we also have the cucumber mint pineapple uh, cocktail. Yeah, yeah, you know, we keeping it springtime -y. 
And of course, uh, batting cleanup tonight, we have the Seven Roots Aphrodisiac Whiskey by Bullshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so tonight we do have a very special episode in here t- uh, tonight. In here tonight, we have a very special guest in episode tonight. Again, back for the third time. It's got to be your third time. Third time's a charm, man. Yeah. Um, like a bracelet. Yeah. Very good, Jay. Bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> very good, Jay. Um, nah, she's back for the third time. Last time she was here, uh, she left us with always. She always leaves us with something. But last time she had, we had to get scraped up off the floor, mm-hmm. and she left. She left us a a, a, a good emotional mess, and um, definitely am am grateful for her. We had a little pre conversation before we uh, started, and we were just talking about how. Um, our gifts are sometimes, you know, our safe spaces are sometimes a gift, um, for you know, for other people, and uh, we got to be appreciative of the gifts that we have bestowed upon us. So um, she is going to give us her gift, uh, and she's going to bestow it upon us, and she's going to give it to the world and everybody out here in podcast land. So I'll allow her to introduce herself again, and um, we're going to get into it. To my left. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Okay, I am Dr. Tara Davidson, uh, clinical psychotherapist, clinical sexologist, behavior analyst, and now five-time author. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> the book did drop a couple days ago. It's on Kindle. It'll be paperback tomorrow. It okay. is called Healing Discovery, A Soulful Guide to When Therapy is Out of Reach. Mm. So I like that. it's a soulful guide to healing because everybody can't get to therapy everybody doesn't have a therapist and even the ones that have considered it can't get in i had a wait list until 2024 so i fully understand the difficulty of it all so the guide is it can be read all the way from chapter one to chapter 11 or you can chop up the chapters for what you need and it's got everything in there from rejection to discomfort with change and you know those kind of things but chapter by chapter so you can have a little bit of guidance so you're not alone I like it. Well, where can they pick the book? Oh, well, Amazon. go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Where can they pick the book up at? Amazon. It's on Kindle right now. The paperback version will be out tomorrow. Ooh, so starting tomorrow, Friday, paperback on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Nice. So all five books will be on your page on Amazon starting tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. The Kindle version is on there too. Okay. Right now. Okay. Understood. But the paperback tomorrow. And where can we get the? We got to order it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, and it's prime, everybody. So you can get it in two days. So if you order it tonight or tomorrow, it'll be here by Sunday, Monday. I want to see if I can get you hooked up with this black-owned vinyl and bookshop called Vinyl and Pages. Oh. That would be so dope if you can mm-hmm. get in there and do like a small signing. That would be dope. Yeah, yeah. And you know, your boy got some connections. You yeah. feel me? Making so connections. like you should go ahead and I'm hook a, I'm that a, I'm up. A, I'm going to make that happen. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so the official book signing will be forthcoming, uh, presented yeah. by Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Yeah. yeah. But um, nonetheless, thank you for joining us again. We appreciate what to have you. What you, what you doing? What you doing, Doctor T? What you doing? Yeah, what you doing? I forgot my phone across the doing, the same phone. That's, listen, that's going to drive doing, me Dr. crazy. All night. <laughs> I don't like that. No, I'm not I'm not with you. <laughs> Hold up, that was crazy. Yeah, she lip she lip lip synced the message. She Listen, cause my phone right there. <laughs> oh, that's okay. for you. No, that ain't for. <laughs> hey, raise that's, your glass. That's how I said it too. Right? <laughs> 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 
Like that person's like the sheriff home. Thank you for joining us again. We appreciate thank you. you. Always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always, always. Thank always. Thank always. Thank what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tonight, tonight, Dr. Tar with Tara. Tara. Dr. Mm-hmm, Tara. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you have for us tonight? What, what, well, let, let me let me get my let me get in my position of See, let me get in my position of emotional mess. Um, and let us know what you got for us tonight, please. Um, all right, let's let's start with the song, right? So the song, if you guys are not familiar, is by Kendrick Lamar. And it is called We Cry. Is it We Cry Together or is it just We Cry? We Cry. It is okay. We Cry Together. It is We Cry Together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the song basically breaks down the most toxic of toxic relationships. And unfortunately, in our culture, a lot of what we heard, many, many of us can relate to. So the problem is that it becomes less toxic in your mind because it's normalized in our culture. And I don't necessarily want it to be normalized. Not necessarily. I do not want it to be normalized in our community. We, we settle and take less in most aspects of, of who we are. So tonight I want to just kind of get into how we can admit some of the toxicity diffuse and rebuild so it's going to probably take about a it's going to take three months to get through all of this because it's going to be multiple segments that are necessary to kind of break this down but okay um, so may june july august all right yeah so by the end of the summer y'all should be ready to to for cuffing season so this is the cuffing season training we're in training for cuffing season yeah everybody. yeah, like yeah. Y'all, should, y'all should be ready for that hmm. um so yeah those those are my thoughts i just want to Kind of get down into my neo soul voice. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got what you need. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you want. Do a do a little talking with everybody. What's on your mind today? Right. So, um, as far as you know, let's let's start with the topic of toxic love, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you can just you know off the fly how you feel about it. Give us your thoughts and perspectives, and uh, what have you seen, and what do you what do you see, and how do you feel about? the normalization of toxic love um i I just i don't know any other demographic that does this right like we don't just destroy each other inside a home or in the car on the phone we destroy each other in our music we destroy each other on our tv shows and our movies and the truth is we're telling stories like the stories that are our stories we're not making it up we're not just like creating a narrative for other black people to then join into it it is the narrative Mm -hmm. and so that part i don't know like i don't I don't like that we're the only culture that does it. I've never seen another culture destroy each other like we do. But it, it it tells me one thing that we are the we're the ones that love in a very very different way. I don't want to say deeper, but I kind of want to say deeper. I think we feel differently. I think we feel deeply. And so that's the reason the passion behind who we are as a people we're using it in in kind of the wrong way right Mm -hmm. like if we were using it in the positive versus the negative you'd see that same high level of passion but it will be given in love so our energy is big and that to me now in this moment tells me how big and capable our energy is if our hatred our dislike and disdain for one another has the power to create an entire culture 
we have a culture of this, right? We have the media in every single way, whether it's social media, TV, the movies, the music. There's a whole culture behind our toxic relationships. And that's also moving the entire world's culture. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so yeah, if, real. if we have the, the, the energy for that, if that energy shifted from the negative into the positive, we literally would change the entire world. Yeah. All on our own because we are the power dy- dynamic. We're the power structure. And I promise you I just figured that out in this moment. But you think about how angry we get in every bit of our anger. People are waiting for us to get mad and to be broken and to be on drugs and to go to jail so we can make an album. That's crazy. That's wild. That's true. That's crazy. But but what about when when it's our love music? Because our love music also shifted an entire world. That's why Marvin Gaye can be heard anywhere in the world. Al Green can be heard anywhere in the world. So I know that our rhythm is just as powerful as our blues, but we're using our blues and it's magnified. It's for real the blues. It is. But it's it's a it's a dark it's darker. Like I feel like the blues back then was more professing. Mm-hmm. Then it was it was professing and making it work. The blues now is more just it's the darker side of it. It's the staying in the negative. It's consumption of the negative. Yeah. And um it's I think I think for me like when I saw the turning point of when I when I saw the turning point of how the toxic relationship uh or relationship goals mm-hmm. that that stuff started taking place was um i think around like love and hip-hop like that first oh. them first seasons of like love and hip-hop when it was like jim jones and all of them mm-hmm. okay like i think for our for our generation like we watched it but i think we phased out of it mm-hmm. and then they became you could tell it started getting way more like just super out of control yeah. And then you saw it got even more negative. Like watching Jim Jones and Chrissy, we were like, damn, like that's a wild relationship, but they still down for each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty toxic, but I see where he's coming from. I see where they're coming from and they're making it work. Right. Mm-hmm. In that sense. Mm-hmm. But then it was the whole, she proposed to him. I think at that moment for me, that's when everything shifted. Yeah. Like once she proposed to him and then everybody was like, nah, cause ain't no woman supposed to be posing, proposing no man. And the man is like, yeah, like we want to give him, <laughs> then it just, everything started shifting. And then they stay put these reality shows on like freaking steroids. And then mm-hmm. it started getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And the scripts became even more worse. And the, the, they're even more toxic. Just, you know, the men were, you know, having two and three women at a time and, and then the women were just, you know, so angry and bitter with each other. They f- trying to fight every episode. Somebody's throwing a mimosa in somebody's face. Like, it's like, yo, there's no way that y'all have this much drama on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot wake up this angry and this every mad. Day. You know what I'm saying? Like, every single day. Like, as soon as you see Shorty, you want to throw a mimosa in her face. Like, every time you see her, it's got to be a drink thrown. I mean, yeah, a drink thrown. Like, come on now. So, it, yeah, social media and how we're depicted in that in television and everything like that, it definitely did shift the culture as far as from a love standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like they, like when they say black love, like I'm looking at, and unfortunately I'm looking at black as the the negative connotation of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's unfortunate. But go ahead, it's, it's your show, I'll just be quiet. No, no, <laughs> no, it's y'all show. I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just a humble guest. Nah, ain't no humble. Um, Jeremy. What's up, nephew? What's, what's on my mind right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think to the things we're talking about with the with the vigor 
that people see our blues, our trauma. Um, I look at it and I think I see, even with all of the conversations about love and relationships, we really want to be in love. Mm -hmm. I think as a culture, as a people, we really are dying not not you know not in the literal sense for that connection such that we are trying to analyze why it is not there so we get all of the well women need to do this women need to do that and we get a lot of the men need to do this men need to do that and i think it's just a result of we are trying to figure out how to love yeah we're trying to figure out how to connect all over again all over again without guidance per se without uh i think there are examples and I think somewhere in there, we've been wrapped up with education. So now we're taking our college knowledge and applying it to relationship and in the process of figuring out. Mm-hmm. So we we're taking the the uh, scientific method of analysis to relationship. Yeah. And it's not, it, I don't think relationship is built like that. So it's not effective. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was just. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, 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 that was my. That, that's what's that is what's been on my mind, and clearly we, we podcast, so I'm observing what's happening happening in the space. But yeah. be, be below that because what's the joke? Men don't go to therapy; they podcast, <laughs> right? So when I told you know, so I, I tried to take that. I was like, well, we've been crazy. doing this before; it's been popular. That's really. that's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But that's really a thing. Um, but it's a re- it then even with that, it's a reason that. Uh, specifically men podcast and share their thoughts and it, for me it counters the narrative that men don't know how to emote or express themselves mm-hmm. the podcast has been, been often a safe space which is interesting right because your safe space is broadcast to the world and so to say that men do not are not able to do that interpersonally I don't know. You know, I, I, I push it back against that. Um, but all of those things are showing me that we want to love. We being people, we are looking for love. We are trying to figure out love um, and are in the trial and error process. So tell me, uh, what does it mean? What does it mean to be in love? Mm. What does it mean to be in love? I don't know anymore. That's honest. Yeah. I don't know anymore. I thought I knew. I still have this slight idea what I think if what I think it is, but I don't know anymore. Because I feel like for me, the way that I've handled love as an emotion or as a feeling, I've like kept it in a glass case. And it's almost like in case of emergency, break in case of emergency type situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, but I treat it so gentle and fragile. Like I don't want nothing to happen to it because I know that I have it. Right? It's like that uh, that prized jewel, that prized diamond that you keep sacred, and like you got the lasers around it, just guarded. Mm-hmm. And I keep it so safe because I just don't know. You don't know what to do with it. It's almost like buying, you know, a certain pair of Jordans and you keep them on the shelf because you know they mean something. Mm-hmm. And what do they mean to? They mean to they have it has a value to you. It has a meaning to you, but you just don't even want to touch it because you don't want to you don't want to break it. You don't want to damage it. And 
you had an idea of what it looks like, what it meant, what it means to to have love, to experience love. And unfortunately for us, we grew up in an era where uh, love was love looks fun. <laughs> it looked fun. You yeah. know what I mean? On TV shows and radio. I mean, radio music. Mm-hmm. Love looked really fun. Yeah. Granted, there were some arguments here and there, but the arguments always reconciled in love. Regardless, love is what mattered most. It's always because I love you, because we have love, because I love you. You love me. We love the kids. Everything reconciled around love. Now it's not that anymore. So mm-hmm. my idea of love and maybe maybe my old-fashioned idea of love, it's really hard to move. It's really hard to have that in this new day and age because there's so many different factors um, that prevent me from truly experiencing the love that I know that I can give and love that know the love that I know that I can receive. Okay. Boom. And yours was what does love mean to me? I think I've, I've this iteration of love I realize is a choice. Right? Love is an action word where love was for me. It was a feeling that would occur at some point in time once you were around somebody that you really liked. Okay. I think this iteration of love is a decision to love someone despite of the feelings that you feel or do not feel. So how do you know if it feels, if it feels the way that it's feeling to you, how do you know when you found it and how will you know, like, so a lot of people are actively dating right now. You guys are actively dating. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actively dating. So, <laughs> Doctor Doctor T, the cop show. <laughs> man, who's, who sent you? Dang, man. No, I'm not saying no, dating no. anybody specifically. Man, if you see me not answering, y'all keep it moving, y'all. My your my your business, lady. <laughs> What's it? We can't even drink a drink, like you know. Yeah, I eat, yo, show like no, nah, yo, yeah, yeah, cocaine. Yeah, sip up some more, yo. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I asked that question, though, because when people are actively dating, right? Mm-hmm. I love there's a lot of men from mm-hmm. my city that mm-hmm. say they're not dating. They're hanging out now. Yeah. Do you, you say you say hanging out? What do you mean? by Have I said it? Or am I is saying? It, is that what you say? If if a woman asked, if you're in the market, right? Yeah. Are you in the market like dating or are you hanging out? I say I'm dating. Okay. So what is the goal of said dating? To find someone to fall in love with. And then do what? Get married. Okay. Can I ask? I'm, I'm going to need some more cow because I see how this is going. Or, you don't see what it's <laughs> Or top it off with some more bourbon. So... You, I'm going to leave you alone. No, you can talk to me. You, <laughs> okay. you, poke, you can poke the bed. All, All right. right. All right, here you go. Here you so go. What, what are you doing? Are you hanging out? Are you, you seeing where it goes, seeing what happens? I'm dating. Dating. Okay. I am dating. Mm-hmm. All right. And the goal? <laughs> <laughs> the goal? Uh, yeah. I never get stumped on that question. The goal is to intentionally date. Mm-hmm. Right? We're going to start there. I think the goal is to intentionally mm-hmm. date. To ultimately commit to one woman. Okay. We'll stop there. Okay. All right. 
So the, the reason I asked this question is because understanding what you're doing matters first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Because the the intentionality behind all of it matters when you're going to approach a woman or even if she comes and talks to you, where mm-hmm. you, what you're thinking in your head, where she's concerned instantly matters. Say that again. What, which I, I can't keep saying things. Oh, never mind, never mind. What I do all for right. a living. You know, once it comes out, <laughs> all right, let's go. I'll, I'll, listen, I'll listen back. I'll listen yeah, back. Yeah, we're going to have to I'll bring it back. back. But, uh, but the point, the point I'm trying to make is that when we go out in the world and you're meeting people, you have to move with self intentionality before you approach someone else. And the reason this is important is that if you're a person that's afraid to be alone, or you got out of something and you're ready to get back in something just because you like sex. Because it might not even be being afraid of being alone. It might just be that you want to have sex with somebody. You want that momentary companionship. And then they can go on about their business. But if you genuinely in your heart of hearts feel like I would date myself. You ever see that that little meme that says I would be outside my house with a boombox? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about myself. And this is how we all should feel about ourselves. If you're going to talk to somebody or if you're going to attempt to talk to somebody, if you're thinking about it, right? I think it's really important that you you become the thing that you're asking for. The intentionality has to start with you. You have to be really intentional with self. You have to work through some things. And I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to be alone. I just got out of something, but I'm used to being with a person. I don't care who you're used to being with. At the end of the day, you came into this world alone. You're going to leave this world alone. So you better get real comfortable with you. Learn some things. Become your most authentic version so that when you're walking around and talking to people, you're walking around and you're becoming the person you want to be with as well. Because if you don't like you, why would somebody else want to be with you? If you're failing to give yourself things like loving on yourself, right? There's people that are uncomfortable with touch with hugs and kisses and and positive affirmations and i hear black women say i can't stand when a man calls me queen but if he calls you a bitch are you upset Mm. i'm not saying that it has to be that extreme right but a black woman should be able to walk around and a man call her queen and it not be a gimmick it really not be a gimmick because a lot of the reason that they don't believe when they hear it is because they think it's going to come with some excuse my language fuck boy shit they think in their minds because a lot of a lot of men have used things that are supposed to give us a crown against us and women have done the same mm-hmm. but you should be able to say good morning king or good morning queen and it be genuine it really be a thing but we sit here and we make fun of things like that they want us to make fun of things like that because if we're walking around clowning each other for acknowledging each other for the crowns that we wear if we're making fun of them of ourselves what makes you think that everybody else is not laughing yeah I just think it's important that that terminology, I understand people hate to hear grand rising, but <laughs> they do. I, I hear it all the time. People hate to hear it, but it's, it's a little weird though. It's a little weird because grand rising is attached to black people so deeply. And it's black people that are upset by hearing grand rising, but why would you want to be in mourning and call it good? We don't question the things mm. that have been given to us. Right. But we question the things that are, are of our Whoa, culture. Hold up. <laughs> That was deep. <laughs> on WPGC 95. <laughs> Mind blown on that. That was a good one. I'll give you that. That was a good one. That was a bar. Why would you be in mourning and, and call, call it, it good? good? Come on. Like, make no. 
Like man, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. Sometimes we gotta be all right. Nah, but but that's that's so true. And I, the the making fun of right because I feel like with our era of men, like we have been. Some of us have stayed in one era, and some of us have progressed, but progressed downward or digressed downward. And when I say trans, they they transition with the times in a bad way mm-hmm. when it comes to love and, and affirmations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can attest there are some ways, there are some things that I have digressed with, with the era of times and especially with vulnerability and, um, and, and love and professing and things of that nature. Um, I think that because of the making fun of things like and the vulnerability of like just telling just telling somebody your feelings and then watching how they react to it like i'll tell somebody something be like oh, okay mm-hmm. all right mom. all right all right all right you didn't you didn't flinch on that one all right so and give them a little more let's, let's, let's try this one you know what i mean and it's yeah. it's so sad that we gotta be so like so counter so like you know guarded encountered like if i want to just express some things to a woman and and even to just you know expressing things to my brother here like you know i mean i don't really at at a certain point i don't feel no type of way expressing things to him Mm -hmm. but at a certain point i know that we've grown and there are things like we we are men who don't kiss and tell like we've got out of that Mm -hmm. and i was just just talking to some to some older heads you know um my, my older unks i call them my unks we were sitting around talking. I said, yo, me and my guy, we got to a point. We don't do the whole, my circle of friends, we don't do the whole sharing pictures and and, and uh, videos and, and showing, you know, like, yo, look at shorty, this, da, da, da. We don't do that anymore. Because at a point, it's like, why would I give the next man a visual of something that he's probably salivating over right now? And then if something doesn't go right, the first thing he can do is slide through the back door. Mm-hmm. And now my trust for this brother is like, so every, bro, every time I, like, why is it every time that, it, like, I, I talk to you about a woman, it's like, you slide into DMs or, like, so now it's just like the trust factor. And we have become, I have become, I have become so guarded with that love and expressing feelings and some people have taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You know, at my vulnerable, at some vulnerable things that have been, that have happened to me and that I have uh, expressed people have flipped it on me and i'm like once that happens it's nothing there's no going back from that and i think for for my digression with the transition i've become the most guarded that i've ever been probably about in my life and it's even to the point with my own family sometimes and they're like you know like we like what's wrong like why don't you ever talk why don't you ever say no i'm like y'all definitely i can't talk to y'all about certain things you know I me mean? and especially with our culture because Soon as something negative happened, you, 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 the hotline is blinging. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they'll, they'll yell your they'll yell your negatives, but whisper your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that like has taught me about life is never you know ha- has taught me is like I can never share my feelings, and it hurts me because it's like I have so much to get out, and but I can't trust anybody with it, mm-hmm. and that's been my experience through time. That's been my experience through time. And uh I'm done. Thank you. Uh done shame for the evening. I wanna I wanna address two things. I don't wanna forget the latter, but let me I'm mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. 
to get back to the last thing that you said, your vulnerabilities. Okay. Um, I do want to address one thing. So guys getting pictures of a woman and spreading them amongst their friends is a common thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to tell you why he found it so easy to slide in her DM because you found it so easy to share mm -hmm. that picture. Yeah. Right? Mm. So because you found it so easy, it's she's sending it to you, right? But what if she's not a woman that's for the streets? Like, what if she genuinely doesn't send that to everybody, no, right? Yeah, and so she sends it to you because she cares or she got a thing for you or she's in love and it's 20-whatever when she's sending it to you. And yeah. that's her expression of connection because she's not with you, right? And you took that expression of connection and you shared it with your boys because they were more important in that moment than her. Mm -hmm. We have to move like the person's in the room at all times because that's how you give respect. But if he's like, oh, he shared it with me, he don't care about her at all. It's yeah. like passing a sock around, you know? So he didn't really he didn't really break a code. You broke a code. Right. And the code was with her. The reason that that's important is because women women do it too. Women share dick pics and show this and show that, show body pictures, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a thing that should be deeply intimate when you're entering the womb of a woman. We just talked about that. When you're entering the womb of a woman and you're allowing the energy of a man to enter yours, these are powerful connections we're having. Like, we're not out here. We were duped. There is no such thing as casual sex. There's nothing casual about a, a spiritual movement. There's nothing casual about the emotions being pulled together. So even if you go out there and you, and you cheat on somebody that you don't care about, why would you want to have sex with somebody you don't care about? Because all it says is that you don't care about you. Everything falls back mm -hmm. on you. If you're out here sleeping with everything out here because you want to lack connection, that's because you lack connection with yourself. So you go out here and you keep doing this over and over again and you finally find a woman that you love, right? And you're giving her all the energy of the women that you broke. And she's carrying all the energy of the men that she broke or allowed to break her. But the basis of all of that is her womb is now cultivated by people that broke her. She's carrying energy that could be energy from something that happened to her as a child. Yeah. So she's carrying energy all the way from there through adulthood let's say she's 35 so if she's carrying that from then and she's never cleansed her soul her spirit her body her mind her heart if she's never had the ability to get that off of her she's carrying that and her inner child wound is big now you got it and now you got it and then every other woman that you've been with and now she's got yours too because y'all have inner child wounds too so we're just transferring inner child wounds to one another thinking it has no consequence this stuff has consequence. I get it. The physicality of it feels really, really good. I get it. But is the emotional turmoil that you're now taking on worth it? We didn't notice much when we were young, right? Yeah. And even a lot of us right now don't know because nobody's talking about it. And they keep trying to teach black people about sexual freedom. We should go out there and we could do it with anybody. Take your body back, ladies, and you can be with whoever you want to. You don't got to care about him. What the city girls say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 these are anthems, right? I think I talked about this last time. Summer Walker's album being number one when it, when she was in her darkest space. Scissors album. All of these Mary women. Jay. Yeah. First four albums. Yeah. All of these people's <laughs> heartache going into the music and music is powerful. Yeah. 
music is a real vibration. Every vibration has a, a thing it does to the body because we are energy as people. Yeah. We are all energy. So now knowing this, that we're all energy, you when you walk out into the world and you introduce yourself to people, you have to be intentional with what you're doing because you're allowing their soul and their spirit in your soul and spirit. This goes for everything, for every person you interact with. I don't care if it's your family. I don't care if it's your friend. I don't care if it's your mate. Everybody's energy needs to be aligned with yours because if it is not aligned with yours, the universe is going to conspire to get rid of it. Mm. So sometimes y'all are holding on to relationships that the universe is trying to tear apart. Sheesh. And God said, <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you something, right? So with that conversation or with that, those statements, mm-hmm. I have found myself being very, being more careful okay. about how I, one, exude energy to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um... I think at a certain point the the switch flip for me when I realized that, you know, I I probably too for some people in the past and probably the toxic person. And I can admit that, right? Mm-hmm. Because I definitely was operating in a dark, dark love space, right? Do some tragedies and some traumas and everything like that. I was just operating all wrong. Um but then there's a switch a switch flipped. And I remember receiving some pictures from somebody and I was looking at him and I looked at him like, so like, like, okay. I remember once I did that, I realized like, yo, I don't need this, mm-hmm. right? Deleted them. And said woman asked me, she was like, so did you get the pictures I sent you? I said, yeah, I deleted them. She was like, why? I'll never send you nothing again. I was like, good. Mm-hmm. I said, good. I said, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I literally... Literally had a conversation and she called me. We were texting each other that she's called me. She was like, what's wrong with you? I said, to be fairly honest with you, I said, from the space that we're operating in, it's better for you to not send me pictures like this because you're better than that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm telling you, this is verbatim. Like I said, you're better than that. Right. And I don't want to keep being in this space where you feel comfortable sending me these type pics. I appreciate it. But sexually, I don't want to just view you sexually, right? Because now all you're doing is sending me sex. Mm-hmm. It's like you're letting me know sex is waiting. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So now I know that now I know that sex is waiting for me. I don't need to engage with you that much because I know it's marinating for me. And I know I can get mm-hmm. that anytime I want. Now my focus is over here somewhere else because I already know what's waiting for me right here. That doesn't this doesn't phase me anymore. There's no mystery. Mm. There's no so mystery. there's no mystery anymore. So like, for me now, I'm more of the Mister Mystery, right? I wanna, I wanna. I don't like to do the whole following on social medias, but I do understand what business I'm in now with podcasting and DJing and everything like that. There's gonna be follows and there's gonna be a lot, but I try not to follow too closely, okay. so that way I don't get too wrapped up in their social media and what they post and how they post and what all that other good stuff entails or whatever like that. Okay. I think for me, those type of things, that 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 social media virtual 
uh, sending <laughs> send coochie coupons. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> When they send you the coochie coupons, that's what it is. <laughs> the, it's more like a gift card. It's not even a coupon. It's a gift card. Right? That's how you see it. You gotta explain how you see it. At a discounted. <laughs> but listen, Black yo, Friday, yo. I'm, I'm glad. Oh you my it. god. <laughs> But seriously, like you're sending me these coochie coupons, and I'm like, "Yo, cool! Like, redeem when necessary." Like, exactly. All right, thank you. I got us. I got buy, buy one, get one. You know what I mean? Like McDonald's sends you in the mail, like the the coupon book, the Monopoly. Yo, you send you the coupon book. It's like, all right, I get it, cool. But I think that that's where the maturity comes into play is that when you can delete those pictures and and try not to focus so much on the sex. And just really focus on the woman like all right so without without the sex who are you as a woman what can i gain from you what knowledge can i gain from you what what feelings can i gain from you what feelings are you going to bring out of me that make me want to stay interested without you without being sexualized because i know we already know that it's oh we already know that we're going to be sexual human beings mm -hmm. we're i'm fine with that we already know that mm -hmm. um but outside of that, what else can we, what else can we talk about? Because now, if you just are okay with just sending me pics and and all we talk about is sexual in sexual innuendos, and that's all of our conversation, then it puts you in a certain box that, like, all right, well, if this is just going to be it, this is going to be it. I don't really need to do more intentionally do anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. My bad. Go ahead. I know this is your episode. Jeremy, this is our episode. Look at ours. What, what is the question on the floor at the moment? Uh, not really a question. Just Anything a you need to, you know, add to the conversation? Just a thought. Any of that? It's probably your thoughts on on the things that Kyle said because it's an interesting experience mm -hmm. when you don't go after a woman intimately, mm -hmm. and you do your best to avoid that to not avoid it in the sense that's like okay it's there um what else do we have to offer each other you know mentally stimulating you know chemistry connection interest mm -hmm. and how that is received and then how that makes me feel specifically right and the sex part the sex part yeah um and we touched on it a little bit, like sex in general just makes me anxious. Mm -hmm. um, but even still, like, it can be formulaic to arrive at sex with a woman. It, it could be, all right, slide into the DMs, say something witty, unique, cool first date based on something she posted 37 weeks ago. Um, do that two more times. Drop a, a little hint. Give a cool, nice, little, thoughtful gift. Boom, you get the drawers. It's the formula. Hmm. Where you get that formula from? Uh, give me a no, give me a time frame. No, no, what, it, it, it can go. Frame? The formula is just trends and tendencies. Oh. So it's not like I, I thought about it, but if you sit down and look at what everything that you that occurred to something, you see, oh, it's a trend and tendency. This is what people typically like. What's your turnaround time? Is what I'm curious about. Oh, to have sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be first night. It could be never. It could be nine months. It could be a year. 
Yeah, it, it, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's not a desire. It, it's not a need. It just can happen when it happens. So, so the the trend that we speak of. Mm-hmm. How do you determine who gets to the end of that? Because everybody wouldn't get the whole trend. Absolutely. So Absolutely. how do you determine who is middle of the road, mm-hmm. who's the mm-hmm. first two, you know, and and who gets to the who gets to the trinket? Right, right. So Jeremy, today, uh, it's earned earned by behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Earned by connection, earned by like, okay, I think this is going somewhere. Jeremy of yesteryear, it could be, oh, I want, I want to see what that's like. Oh, I'm 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 I want to be amused now. Let me see okay. if it's you know. So there's there's a growth pattern in that as well, and I'm sure I've been on a re- the reciprocal end of that. Like ah, oh, this dumb nigga will buy me something to eat. So, <laughs> um, type of thing as well. So at this juncture in life, it's huh. There's something more. Let's take this a step further. Okay. There there this seems like this could be going somewhere. Let's take this a step further. Oh, this is a this doesn't make me feel good. This seems red flaggish. Let me step back a little bit and see where we go from here. Okay. All right. Give me um, a little bit of insight on how do you know what you're looking for when you start, when you're talking about, you know, progressing in it? Mm -hmm. How do you know what you're looking for? It's easy to know what you don't want, but how do you know what those things are that you want or need? Ooh, need. Once need. Um, I'm learning. I've, I'm really learning that now. Uh, like, how do I know what I want? By realizing the things that, that I don't want, it's kind of a crossing off. And then sometimes it's been, oh, when I received something that I didn't know I needed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been that. And really sitting and thinking and evaluating what what is the perfect scenario for me. Really, that's that's what's been the most helpful for me sitting and writing down literally what is the perfect scenario what are the perfect attributes like if i could create my ideal relationship person what are those attributes like clear communication or and which is subjective so it's clear for me um like reciprocal reciprocity and thought and effort um a peaceful demeanor yeah. All right. So it sounds very superficial on the surface, but no, 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 no. We're gonna dig in, don't worry. <laughs> Kyle. Baka. What? <laughs> what uh how do you know your your needs or your desires and your your wants? How can you recognize it now? Hmm, <clears throat> how can I recognize it now? How do I recognize it now? Um, I think more or less now in dating, meeting women, um, what I was saying earlier, when things just seem too easy, because mm-hmm. we don't want things easy. <laughs> like, let's, let's, I'm, I'm, well, look, I don't want things easy. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is I want a woman that can challenge my energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Again, about the mystery. The mystery means a lot to me because I want to, I know a certain energy that I give off, right? And I know there's women who have a certain energy that I like, and there's a vibe that always comes into play. But when 
when I feel that I'm so relaxed that I can be my authentic self and I'm like super goofy and but I get weird sometimes, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm always like I know when I feel like sometimes I know when I really like somebody like I'm always like, oh, my bad. Was that too much? Is that uh, <laughs> oh, my fault? And I still did like a like a sixteen year old kid. Like, but, <laughs> but if there, but if if I'm like that with a woman, then that's a. I feel like that's a good thing for me because I'm trying to do. I'm, I feel like I'm trying to do the right things, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to make sure that what I say isn't so off leading or so off putting that, like, it's like, what do you? What is this nigga talking? You know, what I mean, what is this nigga talking about? But then at the same time, it's like, I get to overthinking. Mm. I'm a natural overthinker. You know what I mean? It's calm and goofy and some may perceive me to be like, ah, my anxiety is like, bam. You know, I'm always like, whoa. My bad. That's why I'm like, oh, my fault. My fault. My fault. All right, my fault. You good? It's like, why well, am I doing too much, am I? You sure? I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, no, I'm like, you good? Chill out. It's like, all right, cool. <sighs> <laughs> so I, I still get like that. Even at 37 years old, I get like that because I feel that you know, there was a, there was, I was watching, uh, just a sidebar a little bit. I was watching 40 year old virgin. Mm -hmm. Right. And he was going through like trials and, you know, just trials of women and trying to like get to the point of just actually having sex. But I think he got to the point of just trying to connect with a woman and he couldn't, and he could mm -hmm. never figure out why he was like, he was like, somebody was like, what are you gay, man? He was like, no, I'm not gay. He said, I love women. He said, I love women so much. I stay away from them mm -hmm. because I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of I don't know what this feeling is that I feel I know what I feel but I don't know how to get to it and I was like damn even though in a comedic way like that's some, that's some real stuff like you you love women so much you tend to just like just want to stay away sometimes and because you want to make sure that you're doing all the right things like that was like kind of what I took away from he wants to do all the right things so much and he over overdoes it that it takes him out the game you know mm. Um, I think for me it's just when I get to a place or a space with a woman where I can just you know be me and at the same time I'm still figuring out who me is but when I can just be me without worrying about is everything okay is, am I doing okay hmm. I'm good okay <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> breath mode. okay we good we good you straight you straight alright be right back you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like always fidgeting, always moving. But that's still a good thing for me as well. Because if a woman can still make me nervous, give me butterflies, then that's a good thing too. Because now it's going to make me, why is she giving me this feeling? Why do I feel like that every time I see her and not her? Like mm -hmm. with her, it's like, it's easy to give a hug. With her, it's like, I got a double dutch into a hug. You know what I mean? Like, do I, do I give it a side hug? Do I, is that too much? Was that high five? I think we should do a high five, right? Hey, so that's that's just me that's just me and my feelings and how i think that sometimes i can i just want to be comfortable i just want to be comfortable with being me while being with her let me ask a question then please okay. so you use the the two comparisons it's easy to give this one a hug but this one gives you the pause right it gives mm -hmm. you the anxiety the butterflies and all of that mm -hmm. why not this one um, I want you to talk about the feeling, not the person themselves, though. Yeah, I got you. This this over here was easy to hug. Too easy to hug. Uh huh. What no, will make you choose this one? I guess because I want to say maybe there is 
there's no feeling towards that one. Like, mm. there is that one. So. In a sense of, like, it's more friend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more just friend. Hey, homie, what's up? Mm-hmm. I can give a certain hug to you with no with no issue because, mm-hmm. A, although you are attractive, you haven't, you also haven't shown me that you're attracted to me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm cool with that. Okay. And I know that now it's just, what up? Mm-hmm. It's cool. You know what I mean? Um, this one, it's like, I feel like there's something there. So let me, let me see how this hug goes. Well, let me see how this interaction goes mm-hmm. before it gets physical. And when I say physical, you know, physical is, could be handshake, hug, whatever. Mm-hmm. But let me see how this interaction goes to make sure that, <laughs> to make sure that what I'm feeling is mutual on her end as well. Okay. And this is, like I said, this could just be me in my head. Because, no, no, no. Because, no, wait, what I'm saying is it could be just me in my head because of how I feel about said woman. Mm-hmm. Or a woman that I'm attracted to. Okay. And it could be that. And I just want to see, like, if I hug her like this, what is, what is, what is her uh, reciprocation of, what is her comeback hug? Because, like, you know. There are some hugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on now. Not all hugs are created equal. <laughs> there's some hugs out there. You know what I mean? There's a there's a hey side hug. What's up, girl? And then there's the hey, you know, oh my goodness, how you been? Have a seen mm-hmm. another church hug, you know, with with the booty out, you mm-hmm. know, the space in the middle. Mm-hmm. But then there's a hug where it's like, What's up, girl? Good to see you. And it's a it's an embrace. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Okay. Some thoughts. Talk to me. Not to dismantle no, what you believe and feel. But I am curious. Um, to me, and this is just based off of the the philosophical side of who I am, yeah. right? The the energy loving spiritual person. But mm-hmm. I am I'm a little curious. The the one over here that gives the butterflies, and you probably have a similar story, but the one over here that gives the butterflies and the anxiety and you have to see what the hug is gonna do. That to me sounds more like chemistry operating, and the person over here that's the homegirl sounds more like love. The reason that I make the distinction is because it's very important when you mm. when you consider a relationship with someone that you're basing it more on the love and not the chemistry. the The chemical response is what's driving you because you like the way she looks or you like the way she smells. So there's some mystery under the clothing that might have the chemistry rising, and that's what's causing your anxiety to kick in because your anxiety. Make, is, is your indicator of your intuition telling you that something is not necessarily right in this space. Love is going to be comfortable when you first meet it. Love is going to be so calm. It's going to be so calm. It's going to be that person that, you're, that you have no idea why you feel like telling him or her everything, but you do. You have no idea why, why you can sit in a space with them and y'all can just watch TV, y'all can just kick it, y'all can just chill and do nothing else and it feels like home. That person over here might feel more like home and this person over here might feel like the mistress and you don't know it. Sometimes we just get conditioned to to certain things. They, they taught us that having butterflies was a good thing. They train us to believe and to understand that butterflies are anxiety. Anxiety is your body's way of telling you your nervous system's kicking in saying something ain't right. Mm. Men aren't taught to have butterflies. Yeah. We're taught to ignore the butterflies, to, to go past it. because so You don't go past it, though. Because the butterflies come in there when you see somebody, even if you just want to have sex with her. That, that's, the, that's the anxiety. 
we've made we've made ourselves believe that those butterflies that feeling it makes you nauseous it makes you sick to your stomach mm-hmm. so the whole idea the reason that you're getting anxiety is, you, is your nervous system telling you i don't really want to do this i see you're going to do it anyway i'm going to roll with you because you're taking me with you but that's how we cause nervous breakdowns mm. with us that, that's how we cause nervous breakdowns within us. Just because you're there and just because she's there doesn't mean you got to go through with it. If either person is walking into sex and all they feel is anxiety, why would you enter one another's mm. space? I mean, because think about it this way, right? Y'all don't value yourselves as men enough. And the reason that I notice is because you were still willing to stick your penis in that thing that you don't even, you don't know what's in there. Like it's a dark hole that you're entering and you have no idea what you're going to come out with. You just know you're going in there. And of course, we can put a lot of this on the ladies because the ladies are the receiver, right? We could put we could put the onus on her. But the black hole belongs to her. You don't know. Are you going to walk down a dark alley and you don't know what's down there? No. Because somebody might bust you upside your head. That's what's going to happen when you enter this portal for the being you don't know yet. You get in there and somebody's going to bust you upside your head because that man in there got trauma too. Pun intended. Yeah. Like, I I just think it's important that we pay attention to y'all have intuition just like we have intuition. And for a very long time, you've been denying it and calling it butterflies. And now your body doesn't trust you because your nervous system doesn't Mm. trust you. Hmm. So. No, we got to talk on this. But but really, really. Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. ahead. No. So. Okay. With comfortable woman. Right. Mm -hmm. With mm-hmm. home, uh-huh. with home, <laughs> with home woman, mm-hmm. home girl versus mistress woman, right? Mm-hmm. I th- I think my one thing I want to I want to I want to say, and I, and I I do like what you did. I like the I like the breakdown of that, right? Um, with this woman that makes me nervous, I think because I I am attracted, right? I'm attracted to this woman, mm-hmm. um, and it's not so much physical because I've seen this woman. I've seen, and I'm just saying, this is a, a gen, this is for real. It's happened. Mm-hmm. I have seen this woman come to, been around this woman's energy multiple times, mm-hmm. and it's not so much physical. It's really her energy. Like every time we're around each other, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel comfortable because of her energy, but it's still. I keep it comfortable enough so that way it's not off-putting if I do say something. That hey, if if I do let her know, like hey, I'm really attracted to you, mm-hmm. and I really am feeling you, but I know, but I don't want to throw off the the foundation of some of some of our early chemistry that we already have, mm-hmm. and that's why it gets nerve wracking a lot of times because it's like yes, I do see you in a certain light, and I do see you, um, I do see you with intent. Right? Mm-hmm. I do see you with intent, but maybe there is just, it has to stay here. Okay. Event only or um, outings only. It only has to stay here because I know maybe um, in retrospect, it might be bad for business or it may, um, you know what I mean? And that's okay. why I look at it like that because it's like there, there have been women where I'm just looking like, man. That would be so, f- you know what I mean? Like, that would be just so fun to just, like, say, hey, can I take you on a date? Can we just go out on a date? So what what stops that? Bad for business. Okay. So 
So let me let me. <clears throat> yeah, please. If so, let's 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 say we uh, put it in three sections. Then let's put the the comfortable home mm-hmm. friend home girl over here, and then we're gonna put um, the anxiety butterflies person over I'm here. Listening. Go ahead. But then we're gonna put right dead set in the middle. The one that intimidates you because she requires vulnerability and you can feel that. We both sat back. (laughs) (laughs) Things that make you go, hmm. So uh, I want to create this middle section because this is the intentionality, right? If we're talking about we're dating now with intentionality, you have to create another another spot. Yeah. That exists just for her, because how will you know her when you meet her if she has all of it? You got create those three sections, yeah. just because this person over here, that's Mrs. Untouchable. If you're saying this, you know you can't have her, right? You can just look. Oh, yeah, she'd be a great option. I really dig her. I dig her conversation, but ah, we work together. Or ah, I gotta see her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't want to step on those toes. So this is inconvenient. This is the fantasy, yeah. right? And this over here is the reality. But this right here is the future. So there's something in you that wants to fuse them, and this is how we fuse them. She intimidates you because that's that. She makes you vulnerable because that's that, right? So having this section is where your healthy love is going to lie. Mm -hmm. So we need to create a, a section for healthy love, but that means that you need to create that section of healthy love for you. You have to know what that looks like. What is that going to feel like? If there's a level of safety that, that comes with that, you can see a person, right, and and get to a space of saying, oh, man, she she fine, or I love her, or I like her. I know I know I know I have these feelings, but I know I can't be with her. To one day being able to be with them. Now I'm always going to ask the question of how how. How do you determine what's worth it and what's not? If you've believed in your mind that somebody is worth something, but business is keeping you apart. And I'm not telling you to make a decision to choose the person. But what I'm offering is that alignment is everything. If a person is in a business similar to yours, then that means that you might be more aligned in that way. and You're looking for alignment. So just because you're in business together or business individually doesn't mean you can't be in business together. So if you do make a decision like that, right, you got to decide if it's worth it. And when you can't know if it's worth it to her, you have to know if it's worth it to you. You have to know that you're going to if you're going to come to her, you have to come correct. You have to be aware of who you are as a man and ready to get in there and ready to commit. And that's the part. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, because I. I know myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm getting still getting to know myself, right? Mm-hmm. And in knowing myself, I know well enough where, why, why I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing, right? No, because you're protecting I, her too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's like it, but also still, it. I love the feeling. Mm. I love the feeling that every time I see her, it's like, yeah. That's that dopamine. No. <laughs> but no, nah, but seriously, it's it's like, but I love that feeling though. And still being able to operate in a calm space where I can still be friendly, but also still have my thoughts and um my thoughts about her. But it's 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 never gonna be detrimental to anybody's relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But again, I know myself and I know that. There are women who I who I have met, seen, where I'm like, 
and have dated. Mm-hmm. And have there have been women where I'm like, you know what? <sighs> you you need to go. But what what is that? And and for me is because where I was at, right? Uh-huh. Knowing where I was, where I need to be for her, and where I'm at with myself, mm-hmm. they don't they don't match. Okay. So where she is and what she needed, I couldn't be that for her. And I was okay with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hurts. But clarity after the fact is saying, yo, you were man enough to step up and say, you know what? You can't. Mm-hmm. My brother right here will definitely, will check each other. And it's like, bro, if you do this, if you say, if you say it's her, you do realize that it's no more X, Y, Z. Okay. You have to be at A mm-hmm. at all point in times. Same, you know, vice versa. We, we, uh, COVID. We were having our talks around the talks around Montebello, and we were like, "Bro, mm. what you think about this? What you think about?" I'm like, "Well, this is who makes sense for you, but this is who you make sense for. Mm. How do you feel about that? This is what she brings this out of you, but she also gives you this as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So where are you at with that? Same thing with me. Like, yeah, but you have." This woman that you're interested in, this woman and that woman. And it's like, well, she gives me this, but I also give her that as well. She does not give me this, but it's tolerable mm-hmm. because of because of our relationship. And we're okay with that. And breaking all those things down, if I know intentfully, if I'm dating somebody or if I want to date somebody or if I want to be with somebody or just experience them in one realm, just to say I've just to say I experience you on this level and it's intimate. It doesn't have to be sex. You can just have that one-on-one conversation just to say, like, look, all right, I did it. Got my feelings out. It's cool. And we can still drive on and be who we need to be for ourselves and each other in the, in the same space. And that's mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, But I always know who I am when it comes to women. I always need to know who I am when it comes to women. If I see a woman that I may feel like is I, I'm she's out of my league and I'm like, maybe sometimes I'm reaching for the stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to be honest, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe sometimes I'm reaching for the stars, but it's like, yo, I'm going to reach that motherfucker. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm going to have to reach for it. You know, my man, Steve Urkel said it best, mm-hmm. you know, what he what he say to Lord? He said, "You know, you're just like a star. You know, you're never gonna reach it, but you got to keep trying." <laughs> Damn, mm, bars the Lord, yo. That should make me cry. Six years old, yo. I was TJIF in the living room, like, "Damn, Steve." He's like, Lord, just give him a chance. <laughs> Steve, that's real as fuck. Bro. <laughs> Steve had me. Steve had me like, yo, like that's real. Like, damn. But when you realize who you are as a man, and to to everybody right because you can't be everything to everybody but when you realize who you are as a man in this in this era in your life you know what you can give and what you can't give mm-hmm. so it's best for you to sometimes not act on every impulse and sometimes not act on every feeling that you feel and just know who you are in that moment and just be who you need to be for yourself and her mm-hmm. at the same time if that's possible 
Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick on you. I'm gonna get to Jeremy in a second. But <laughs> oh, it's cool. He but. he got enough picking on it for like a hundred and some episodes. I mean, it's, right. nobody really got my bushes. You know that, right? I've been I've been safe for like a hundred and what eighty episodes. Yeah, easily. Oh, easily. okay. Yeah. Nobody's ever like talked to me. Okay. I'm always the one that's like kind of the comic relief, and I save him from a lot of bullets. Oh. If you go back to a lot of episodes, it's always yeah. like. So, Jeremy, what do you do? <laughs> Who you did? I'm like, ha ha Why the chicken cross the road? <laughs> and then, yeah, we're off to something else. And then they forget, to, forget why they was asking Jeremy. They was shake <laughs> and <Jeremy>. bake. <laughs> we're going to be best friends forever. Yeah. All right. So, I'm not going to pick on you, but. It's all good. Say what um, you got to say. I'm cool with it. Um, so, you. <laughs> I'm 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 hate I hate to go back to to the person over there right though. Let's let's talk about Laura, okay? Alright. Let's talk about her because wow, she's the you. star, right? She's the she's the one to reach. And you said that you would go and reach her. My question would be if if you would go and reach for her, but you're also saying that you know if you're not are you that person now? Are you star worthy now? Not yet. Okay, so what do you do if you meet the star? Because this is important. I really don't know. Yeah, this is important. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. You this said is... every nigga's a star. But <laughs> I was a Kendrick. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> but this this is important because again, alignment is everything. As you become the man that you're desiring to be, the the quality of women's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So I have noticed that. Yeah. So if you're not yet star worthy, but you meet said star, do you grow into then becoming worthy of said star? Do you do you approach? Do you meet? Do you listen and learn? Because you said you're in a stage of wanting to be with your forever person, right? Whatever that means. You said be. that. It, you said marriage too. I said. Ah, you, Go see, ahead. you see what I said? <laughs> I Go said ahead. I am in the space of dating mm-hmm. to commit okay. to okay. one woman. I ain't seen nothing about marriage. Okay, so Same let's break concept. down. No, what, I ain't. Okay, well then let's ask. On, bro, what does that, that mean to you? What are you talking about? What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Because a star might not necessarily want to just commit. I don't know what she wants because I'm not okay. said star, right? right? Not yet. But... <laughs> My ah, you see the push away? <laughs> I'm about to replay that. Hold on. No. My bad. My bad. But no, listen, listen. If you're reaching for a star, right, but you don't yet mm. feel worthy for it, why reach? Yeah. But if you are going to reach, right, are you not then ready to grow into what she needs you to be available for? Mm-hmm. Because if you've if you are meeting one another, you're worthy of said star, whether you understand that or not. We do not attract what we are not. Everything that mm. we've ever attracted is the energy that we were giving off. So when we were toxic, when if she was toxic, you too were toxic. Yeah. So if you're attracting said star, if said star even speaks back, remember one, she got to be a good person because it's a terrible thing to not just speak to somebody, <laughs> no, right? Like, that, ain't, that ain't a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if she genuinely is a star, right? And something about her made her interact in that conversation with you. Yeah. That means that there is a level of alignment with the two of you. So I want to know when that alignment happens, because now we're moving into intuition and black men have to understand that they have it and how to use yeah. it. 
So I don't want your star to come and then you miss it out of fear or out of nerves or just believing that you're not the man that she could have, but you might be the man that she needs. And so that just means that y'all have to converse and learn some things because some, sometimes it's not about sometimes you meet the person as your friend that then becomes a soul friend that then becomes your soul mate and you don't even know it and that soul mate becomes your lifelong partner everything doesn't start at chemistry yeah I have I will say this right and Jay can attest to it mm -hmm. um, I've had some stars right mm -hmm. I've had some stars right and I'll start with my kid's mom. Mm -hmm. There are, she was a woman who, A, at the time, made me, she showed me some things, right? She showed mm -hmm. me, she gave me, there's a lot of firsts with her, firsts. Uh, child, kids, mm -hmm. first, you know, first with kids, first and only with kids <laughs> at this point. Um, but she showed me a relationship with, what I could, what I could be in the future, and I think that, I think that I will forever have gratitude for that because she showed me what I could be, as far as a man. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, my immatureness and my who I was at that time, it wasn't, it wasn't that. Mm -hmm. But she gave me a foresight, yeah. right, of what I, what I was, what I am going to be capable of in yeah. the future, right? Boom. Cool. appreciate that after after we split you know went through some dating there was there was a few women that um who i've seen and they made me intentfully date right mm. i had to intentfully date them because i knew who what they represented mm -hmm. as a woman what i wanted for my kids and what I wanted for me, right? So meeting these women, I intentionally dated. I made sure that I was communicative. I made that's a word, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I made sure I was. I made sure I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure that I was. You know, my communication was up. I made sure I was intentful. I made sure that I did all the right things. Mm -hmm. But in in doing all those right things. Jeremy said this to me one time. He said, I feel like sometimes you may overextend yourself mm. because. Oh, you listen. Niggas play all the time, bro. No, no, I'm messing with you. You good, man. No. Nah, um, I do have a tendency when it's time for, when I intentionally date, but that's what intention, intentionally dating looks like for me mm -hmm. is it may be an overextension to you, but she's worth it to me. Yeah. Right, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. So, <laughs> so cool. Back to the drawing board. I meet somebody else who, you know, I go through some things. You know, losing my kids, mom, everything like that. But operating in that space is what really made me think about how how did I operate with with Evie that I didn't operate with every other woman. Mm -hmm. Right, Evie's my kid's mother. Mm -hmm. So how did I operate? We didn't become friends, right? We became lovers. We were young, we dated, and we went straight to intimacy, straight to, you know, pregnancy, try to, you know, engagement. We tried to do a lot of things really fast. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work, 
right? But I still try to be intentful because, again, she gave me what I was looking for or what I was supposed to be in the future, probably around now, is what I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So going through all that trauma and everything else like that, um, then it became every woman who I've dated, they saw that in me, right? And mm-hmm. I used to shun away from like, yo, that's I ain't. Sh-. I used to literally say, I ain't shit. I don't know why you with me. I ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying it about yourself? Don't talk like that. It's true. <laughs> You're gonna find out in probably like two more months. <laughs> and what happens in two months? <laughs> Kyle's a really nice guy, but he's so guarded. Kyle's a really nice guy, but he's so cold-hearted. He's mm-hmm. a really nice guy, but he's so like he's just emotionally unavailable. And I was, that's literally what my, uh, my tag, my tag was like, good guy, cold hearted, good guy, emotionally unavailable. It was like, everybody saw that in me. I met somebody who tried to pull all that out, pulled everything, gave me, smothered me, gave me the blanket, you know, them blankets that they give you at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, you know, we want to let you <laughs> just cover you with love from your loved one. And she smothered me, gave me the blanket of love. And she gave it to me and I was like can you get this off me because it's itchy but I need it you know what I mean it was almost like giving holy water it was like an exorcism it burns <laughs> it burns it's it itchy you know and when I when I finally got comfortable with the blanket and I and I held it to me like I realized like yo you really gotta you really gotta get out of this mm-hmm. whatever you're doing you really gotta like get it together and coming out of that my my perspective my mind state was totally different now i'm seeing like okay if you know that you're not ready to be here don't be here mm-hmm. if you know that you can't provide these things for for yourself there's no way you could provide it for this woman mm-hmm. if you can't communicate if you can't intentfully communicate if you can't intentfully be available for yourself you can't give it to her mm-hmm. and i have to reflect on myself a lot because i'm what's going to drive a lot of what's going to happen with a woman so if i can't be these things that women are asking for then there's no need for me to be trying to fake it like i can be that and i'm burning the candle at both ends okay. and that's one thing that i realized like if if i can't be that for you if I can't be that for myself, I'm sorry, then there's no way I can be that for you. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because then I'm going to kind of like question myself like, damn, nigga, where was you at? Where was you at for me? Hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how I look at it now. Okay. Mm, do you feel like you can safely give yourself in a relationship now? Yes, but it'll be very, very, it'll be a very AOL process. It mm. won't be so fiber optics it's Mm going to be slow Mm -hmm. but i know that i can okay you know what i mean because i've done enough groundwork to say okay here's where i'm at and be okay with telling a woman that i want to intentfully date like here's where i'm at okay and this is what you're going to be working with until we you know what i mean and and i'm i can be okay with that that's honest this is what you're going to be with Mm -hmm. for now but this is where i'm at for now not what you're going to be with or what you got to deal with but this is where i'm at right now Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm trying to build up to. That's fair. And it's not me so much telling you like, well, 
well, you signed up for this, so you better. I don't want it to be like that. I just want to let you know that, hey, this is where I'm at. Are you okay with that? And then we can go from there. Let's have a conversation about it. But the ball is going to be ultimately in your court. And I'm going to be okay if you say nay, yeah, you're nay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Would you do the same thing with a friend? Let's say you didn't know Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Let's say you didn't know Jeremy. Let's say you didn't know Stephanie Daisy. Just mm-hmm. would would you present yourself the same way to them? On a friend basis, mm-hmm. it would take same same process, same process. Um, I can honestly say with Jeremy, it took it took both of us some healing mm-hmm. to even get to the point of because we both have expressed some deep some deep dark stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we've and even without alcohol we've gotten very we've shed some layers um but it's always going to take time because you can't i don't i'm not one of those people that just divulge all this information mm-hmm. so quickly and because of how people receive deep information now mm-hmm. we are now in an era of I don't want to hear all that or you know the trauma dumping and I didn't ask you to trauma dump on me it's like yo but mm-hmm. man we in this space I thought we were talking you know and then you start looking crazy and then now you become even more good now you gotta revent go back home look in the mirror like alright so we're never gonna talk again and then you start all the way over I don't want it to get to that so can I can I add a, yeah. an option? That's what I'll say. Do yes. you want to add to that? Are you are you yeah, in the same go. way? Are you no, in the same you space, go. I should say? A different space, but now I'll finish. Yeah, okay. Like the rhythm. Um, <clears throat> I want to add an, another potential option. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my option. This is, this is how I operate. You do not have to operate like this in any way at all. But I'm only offering mine so that... Other people can hear it too. Somebody, it might help somebody else because we are naturally who we are, right? And then trauma comes in and makes us someone else. And so then we're not operating as our authentic self. We're operating as a pseudo version of who we are because we've got to shut down parts and then slow feed it mm-hmm. to people. Um, I am a person, uh, I come in hot. When I say I come in hot, you're going to get a thousand percent who I am at the door. You get all of me and it comes with everything. I I like to say everybody starts with an A. Everybody starts with an A and it is theirs to lose. And it's not that I'm in a space of putting them on this in this consistent test. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm giving them all of me, giving them this A. And it's up to them if they want to give that same level of love, trust and vulnerability to me. If I am inviting you into my space as my person, as my mate, as my friend, as my whatever, right? If I'm letting you into that intimate space, you're going to get all of me. Yeah. And so you get this A. And, and there are going to be things, especially at this age, right? There's going to be things that that, that person may do that, that mentally you don't know you're taking away points. We're all doing it. Yeah. You don't know you're taking away points, right? But now that person has gone from an A to an A minus, but they understand that they've hurt me or done something to me. 
and they jump back in there and they heal and they fix and we discuss and now they've moved back up, right? But what happens sometimes is that people keep doing things. So this is my, this might have been where you started, and this is how we got how you got where you are. Yeah. But then the person that that says that they love you or care about you keeps doing things, knowing that those things are going to hurt you or going to break you. And now they're at a B, right? Now then they are at a B minus. I don't do C's. At this age, I don't do C's. Mm. Uh, uh-uh. I don't do C's at this age. Honor like, <laughs> roll, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you got You got You have. Mm. It's a. It's a. It's an effort thing at this point. I put a lot of time and a lot of effort into myself, into my own healing. So I dare not invite someone into my space that I have to now wear a shield and a mask to mm. be to be with, in any capacity. So you have to get to yourself to a space of knowing when to release folks. Just like we talked about a few weeks ago, that some people are holding up somebody else's soulmate. Mm-hmm. If that's not working, you have to go to someone else because the capacity is different. It might not mean that you're not worth love or they're not worth love. It's that this person cannot give you what you're asking for. And people so selfishly stay or they keep asking more and asking more and asking more of the person. You have to know when you're asking for too much from a human being. But if you're showing up as your authentic self and you're you're giving and, and you be honest in this, just like you said, you're honest and this is how you show up in a relationship. Be honest in that. Listen, I am I'm bringing you my full self. I don't do I'm a three I'm a three strikes type of person. It's a mental thing. Right. But I know I am. And so I make sure I explain this to people, because the first time we could say it's an honest mistake. The second time you did it, but you kind of you kind of forgot. But you know the third, as the person that it happened to, you know the third time yeah. is coming. Oh, so yeah. do you wait for the third time to happen? Or do you already make sure that everybody knows, listen, I'm not going to do this a third time. No. And, and it really depends on what the infraction is, right? If there's a person who who sets out to, you when you know, it, when it feels too personal, right? When it feels too deep-rooted, you know that you probably have to just exit. Mm. Because it's deep-rooted. Now something's broken with you. People do this in their in their partner relationships all the time. Somebody breaks the trust in the relationship, and now the person that might have started with the A, they're down to a D, and they stay. If somebody puts you in D energy consistently, if that person is actively working on a D or an F in your relationship, and you're like, oh, we're going to figure it out because we always figure it out, or the TV taught us struggle love. We don't have to do struggle love. Mm. Definitely don't. Like we don't we don't have to do that, especially now, right? It's it's one thing when you're 17, 18 and you're learning, right? But I, us accepting struggle love puts our 15, 16 and 17-year-old children in domestic violence partnerships. What is struggle love? Struggle love is that He's talking to her crazy because he hasn't yet met maturation in social media and music and TV has taught him it's okay to call her a bitch and call her a hoe and yell at her from across the street and smack her ass when she's walking. To be disrespectful to a woman yeah. that you believe is yours, right? And and like I hear guys, well, that's my bitch. Can't nobody else call her a bitch. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. That's like us with the word nigga. Oh, we're mad when somebody else says it, but we're saying it and now we yeah. got to go. We got to go run around. You can't say that. You can't say that. And it's true. They can't and they shouldn't because it's disrespectful, right? But we have to start mining, mining how we're speaking about one another because then you're speaking about yourself. If you think that the woman that you're with ain't shit or the man that you're with ain't shit, you're essentially saying that you are not shit as well because you are intertwined and aligned with him or her. That seems obvious. It seems the, it. And... and, and 
someone talking to somebody crazy in a relationship yes that, that moves you down to a d but what about the more subtle infractions mm-hmm. the i when i express myself you take it as me assigning blame to you versus me just saying oh i don't like this this doesn't feel good so and, and, and thus not create me feeling like similar to kyle saying i i learned not to speak this teach this is, does not feel like a safe space Mm-hmm. to protect myself i just won't share so it's it's not that people can't share right because women have that same guarded feeling too mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. can get into the space of why well, you just ain't gonna tell him nothing else he ain't listening he don't care you know yeah, and, and it's coming back when when it's inconvenient or convenient for them mm-hmm. the thing is it's about how you're expressing yourself if you say give me an example of no, because that might put you in... I, no, I don't want any... Okay. I don't want, no, you want to give me an example? An example. Okay. Well, finish it up. An example of, of... Okay. An example of what could cause you to kind of shut down and say, is it... Let me just give you my example so you don't have to incriminate mm-hmm. yourself. <laughs> I can give you a real one. Go ahead. One real, this is a real conversation. I, I shared that, hey, I am looking for a therapist. Actively looking for a therapist. Mm-hmm. It was it was in a heated conversation. It was then brought up. Well, so I ain't even found no therapist yet. Or like thrown at the fact that I haven't found one um, as a sign of weakness. So it was like it was used as tried to be used as an insult. Mm-hmm. That that is the training. You know, that's the training. We're not taught how to effectively communicate and to communicate from a vulnerable place. We're not taught that. So we're, we're taught to laugh everything off, right? Or to throw fire at the fire or to, to, mm. to spray a little bit of oil on said fire. We're mm-hmm. trained to do those things, right? We're trained to, to kick them when they're down. That's what we're trained to do. Mm-hmm. We're not really taught how to, like we all talk about communication, communication, but what does that actually look like? If you're communicating with someone about, Something that you feel like hurt you, you have to speak from the I and not the you. Because people stop listening, right? When you start, well, you did this and you made me feel this and you made me feel that. Nobody has the power to make you feel anything. Because at all times, we can get up and go. The biggest problem with all of this is once that thing happened, what did you say? I didn't say anything. So you immediately shut down now, right? Because now you don't trust her. Yeah. So that that's the big deal. She doesn't know what she doesn't know, right? For her to say that, she's been using that communication tactic as long as she can remember. So you as a man have to be able to say, stop shutting your feelings down first and foremost. When that happens, you got to check her at the door because you like a challenge. But you might like a challenge, but you got to know when to check and how to check appropriately, right? It's not about saying, about yelling at her and disrespecting her in that moment. You have to respect you in the moment because that's what it's about, right? Mm, that was real. She, she puts you in a space to feel less than in that moment. And you got to make sure you pull her out of that energy and put her back into a safe, emotional, vulnerable space. That's your space. You control the space. When you have something emotionally vulnerable to say, you control the space. Mm. So if that other person is doing what she did, right, you let her know, nah, that I mean, that's not cool, right? I trusted you with information and now you use it against me. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to put us in that space. Now, if you are wondering if what I'm saying to you 
is due to the fact that I am in pain and I have not yet worked on my trauma, mm. then that would be a yes. And I can also see and acknowledge that I might be being an asshole right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what got mm. you here. Think about the, the cause, not just the effect, right? Mm. Because now the, the effect is so big because your feelings were hurt. But the effect occurred because her feelings were hurt. It was a low blow. It was a low blow, but that's where we go, right? Mm. That's the reason why Michelle Obama has to say when they go low, we go yeah, high, because right. a lot of us have been taught to go low. A lot of us have been sitting in low vibrational energy for such a long time, and we're used to it. I'm Eric Mays. When they go low, I go nasty. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. <laughs> but but that's not but that's hurting both of you, right? Yeah. So so now we're we're throwing this dynamic energy at one yeah. another and it's bad dynamic energy. When yeah. if you course correct her, right? Because now you gotta correct everything. You mm. gotta correct everything in that conversation. Listen. Because I understand that it is difficult to be a man and it is difficult to be a woman. And we don't really know where the corrections have to lie. So both sides have to make said corrections. <laughs> both sides got to make the corrections. So when you come in there, you, you have to be able to let her know, listen, as a man, I can't let you disrespect me like that. You got to be able to stand on your throne and say that to her. And, and she might get mad, right? Mm -hmm. She might get mad because now it's about her. It's not about the fact that your feelings were hurt. But she didn't speak on the fact that her feelings were hurt. So now the conversation is not about her. It's about you. But you make sure you apologize because you don't want to invalidate. You know how you got where you did mm -hmm. because you hurt her feelings first. Whether it's raising your voice at her mm -hmm. or cursing at her or whatever. What are you going to say? I'm, I'm not, me going back with, with, with just take away. I understand what you're saying. I understand. Which is, yeah, I understand. I agree. Yes, I understand. But communication, I would say, sometimes we all think that we're effectively communicating until we're not effectively communicating, right? Um, go ahead. So effectively communicating. Mm -hmm. that's, that's been, a, a, that's often a topic. And I've, I've experienced people who are great wordsmiths who are not effective communicators mm -hmm. and i say that because i was like well i'm not under how effective am i if you're not understanding what i'm saying and i i, I think com effective communicating is does my audience understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. right so how i speak to dr t may not be how i speak to kyle which is not how i speak to my son which is not how i speak to my father because my audience is different my interactions with them are different the things that the examples that resonate with each will be different. Mm -hmm. And I find that people, sometimes people think they are effectively communicating and they're not. How, how, how do we distinguish distinguish? Okay. So I would say to not be the wordsmith, but be the orator. Mm. The orator understands the audience no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. They meet the energy of it. They meet the the emotion of it. They they sit in the space, and the reason that what they what the reason they're so good at what they do, mm -hmm. the reason that the whole audience is captivated by them, no matter what space you put them in, right? The reason the audience is so captivated by them is solely because they led the room. They understood the energy, and they gave the energy, but they controlled this room too. Mm -hmm. So they gave the audience a level of trust and transparency. That's mm -hmm. what's really important, right? When you're yeah. coming, if you're talking about effective communication, you have to understand that you have to come as open and as vulnerable as possible because you hold the keys. 
the other person doesn't know you're coming with the conversation, right? Mm. So you already have the upper hand on them. So you, you've set the tone no matter what. Mm-hmm. You set the tone of the conversation because you're sitting on it. So let's say you, you go into this conversation and you're in a good space. Mm-hmm. Then now the energy of the conversation is good, right? But if you're already mad and you're brooning, the, the back of your, you're clenching your teeth, you're coming to it, the energy is already there. So the person is now meeting you where you stand. But if you decide that, because you can change it at any moment. Nobody's going to like it. But when you're learning how to become a better communicator, you have to know that sometimes, okay, let's pause for a second. This is not getting where I needed to get. Or you make sure that you just say, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This took, we went somewhere that we shouldn't have went. Black people got to learn how to apologize to each other. Mm-hmm. Like. Sincerely. Yeah. Like, like you got to. Sincerely gotta, apologize. Yeah. And you got to know. So two things, expectation and forgiveness are really important. First thing first, stop, stop expecting things from people. Don't nobody owe you nothing. You can have a standard, right? Mm-hmm. And you meet people that operate within that standard. But how dare you have an expectation for somebody to give something to you or to be something or to do something? You can't. Mm-hmm. You can allow them to be whoever they are because they're going to be it regardless. You want them to, to freely be who they are so that you can freely be who you are. And if you bump heads at all, then you're going to talk about it or you're not going to talk about it. Right. But if you're not going to talk about it, that, that tie is going to sever at some point because there's only but so much you can just not talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. But... But the understanding has to be, usually when people are button heads, it's because one person didn't do what the other person wanted them to do. That's it. That's the only time conflict even arises. The only reason mm. y'all are arguing and yelling and screaming and, 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 and cursing each other out is because this person didn't do what this person wanted them to do. And now we have a problem. But many people are taught conflict resolution instead of conflict management. What's the difference? That the, because you people are trying to resolve conflict, and con- conflict is healthy. So they've made people very uncomfortable with conflict, which is what makes it so difficult to communicate through it. Conflict management says, okay, we have a problem. Let's figure out what we can do about that problem because we're human beings. We are going to have conflict. We're going to having conflict with a, with a person doesn't mean you're not in love anymore. Doesn't mean you don't care anymore. Doesn't mean any of that. It means we discuss what's going on. And that's your management. You sit down together and you grow up. You put your big boy draws on. You put your big girl draws on. And you, and you have these conversations. Yeah. If you cannot put your big girl draws on or your big boy draws on with this person without them continuously giving you shit over and over again, that ain't your person. You got to know when to cut your losses. Because I don't care. There is nobody in the world that's fine enough or nice enough or cool enough or chill enough or has great enough sex to stay in something that's no longer serving you. Yeah. You got to understand change is okay. Sometimes people are lessons. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that you're confusing the lesson people with the lifetime people. And you're not trusting the lifetime people when you get them. Because the lesson people broke you. How do you know the difference? You can feel the difference. You got to learn how to start feeling. When you feel your intuition is telling you that that person might not be good for you, you got to step off. All the indicators are there. All the red flags are there. People are sitting here looking for these major red flags. They get the major red flags and they still stay. Because we got to work through it. You do not. That's the struggle love. You like, do not have to work through it. You do not. You can allow people because what if y'all are in different spaces and you don't, you're exhausted of working through it. 
you're allowed to be exhausted of it. So now you're essentially telling somebody, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Because if you're tired, right, then you're going to come, you're going to become very, 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 very combative. Mm-hmm. So now this or person. Or not even combative, just. Or shutting down. Yeah. yeah. So now you got this other person that's over there with all the drama, all the rhythm. Every time you come home or every time you converse, problem, 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 problem. You're a problem. You have to love you have to love people enough to know when they're a problem and let them know you are problematic to me. So I know you're problematic to yourself because you're only giving me what you have. Mm. So you have to be able to let people go. I don't care if you love him. I don't care if you love her. Because if you love these people, you will not remain in that energy because your absence will force them to grow. Mm. Bye, y'all. That was for the universal by people <laughs> that no longer get my energy. Because Doctor Doctor Tara put my Tara put the battery in my back to empower me <laughs> to not have struggle love or listen to butterflies. But this is this is important, right? Because every every relationship around us, or it, it teaches us what we should accept and what we should not accept, and what we should expect from people. So the relationships with parents and friends and siblings and co-workers, how we allow people to treat us tells you how you will let your significant other treat you. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Like you ever hear when they're talking about uh, spiritual evolutions or elevations and therapy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard? Cause I tell my clients this all the time. Starting therapy can sever your relationship mm-hmm. and, and not just relationships, friendships, um, all, no, mean? I got go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. But it, it can sever ties mm-hmm. because the majority of those things you're in are trauma bonds. Even with family members, parents, siblings, these are trauma bonds, right? If you're coming off the backs of having, let's say, you had two parents that, that were never really in love with each other, and they they were in lust in their youth, and now they hate each other consistently, and now you're raised in that. I posed a question the other day. I wonder who those people are that are really loved children. Like, what is life like if you have two parents that loved each other fully in totality and loved themselves in that too, right? And and to be born into that kind of love, to be born into that kind of dynamic has to be very different because a lot of us know other the other versions, right? But to be a true love child mm-hmm. would, would look like you really moving in your authenticity, would be you uh, not tolerating less because you understand what it looks like. Your your vision is completely different. Yeah. It's completely different. But I'm listening to uh, Carnell, uh, Carnell, Cornell West yesterday, and he mentioned being a love child. And it hit me in that moment. This is why he gets it the way that he does. If you ever listen to him speak, he gets love from a very different perspective than we get love as people who have had to fight to see what it actually is. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching people that genuinely love each other, oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine how different everything would be if, let's say, driving into the city today, right? I haven't, I haven't lived in the city since I was 18. But driving into the city was was perfect for me today because it gave me the thought about the little boy ran across the street, right? So he has like a, his little Nerf gun. He's running out into traffic, shooting his Nerf gun across the street, right? And the first thing we say, look at his little badass. That's the first thing you normally say, right? When you see the little bit. But at, what if we didn't say that, right? 
What if we didn't say that? What if we voted one down and said, baby, please go back across the street. You can get killed out here. Like there's a car out here. He has no value of his life running out there like that, right? Because nobody has taught him the value of his little life yet. You know how different all of us would be if, if you were hugged at the right time? If you were loved on at the right time, if you were kissed and heard at the right time in your childhood, in your childhood, because you absolutely wouldn't put up with the stuff in your relationships that you put up with. But the impact of where we are right now would be very different if we came off the backs of people that really showed love. And, and the, the love that a lot of our parents grew up with was that high passion that became high toxicity. Because their, their music... Had a lot of love too, but oh my goodness, y'all listen to the music, like, like man, they passion. They was yeah, going, they was man, they were going through it, and so that that is very important because again, where the energy goes is is where the love is controlled. Just because, just because you're you're going at it with each other, right? Doesn't necessarily mean that you don't love each other. It just means that yeah. this is what you understand is going to be the process of long-term love. I've heard so many people say that oh, love ter- long-term love just just ends up being y'all being together and being homeboy homegirl. Who taught you that? Because sometimes we have to recognize when the unlearned patterns. Yeah. That's a pattern. So if if you believe that, that means somebody taught it to you. That means you've seen it, you've heard it, and you've now believed it as yours. Mm-hmm. So that means that you can flip that around and believe differently. Like we're really reckless. And I'm only saying we because I'm not going to separate myself from everybody. But let me be very clear when I say I am in a fantastic, authentic space because I did my work. The universe banged me upside the head multiple times. I took decades of, of karma. I took decades of trauma, decades of pain. So I've, I've had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of what you call intimate trauma that I didn't feel deserving of, right? But I don't know what I did in the past life. I don't know how somebody else's heart might have been broke from whatever, right? We don't get hit with things we didn't earn. We just don't. So we can't we can't call how karma's gonna give it back though. So we mm-hmm. might have had a small infraction, but karma might feel like you need a big one to, to correct your to behavior. Correct it, yeah, not what you did, what you deserve. Yeah, what and you need. Yeah. So we walk around sometimes telling our friends and and telling our homeboys, man, you deserve better than that. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You deserve exactly what you're getting because you're getting what you're giving. Yeah. So we got to sit there and, and, and figure out the root of who we are. What is that thing that says, I'm going to let her talk to me crazy. I'm going to let him talk to me crazy. I'm going to let him cheat on me. I'm going to let her cheat. I'm going to let her just be a piece of ass. I'm going to let him just be a side piece. What is, that, what is that thing that makes you feel so deserving of that so that we can get you to the other side of really figuring out that love is soft? Love is soft. This is really important, right? Y'all want to be gentle men, right? Like gentle I men. You don't want all this hard stuff. The the, the women want to be ladies. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sit in all this masculine, toxic stuff that they have going on, right? There's a lot of toxic femininity, toxic masculinity, and there's it's enough on both sides. So we, we really want to know. You said you want to get back to love, right? We all want our culture to get mm-hmm. back to love because... Love is so nurturing. The reason that a lot of black people sit in in, in anxiety and depression, this is just my guess, is because we lack what comes naturally to us. And it is the purity of just trusting, being vulnerable and loving. We're fighting our basic instinct 
to be love. So that's why everything feels so hard. Sex feels so anxious. This is why you're you're going against your very grain to interact with people. How about you stop interacting with those people and find your people? Your people are soft. Your people are going to give love to you and joy to you and compassion to you. Your people are not going to laugh or talk about you crazy or have this wild expectation that you should be more to them. No, you can never be more to somebody than they are to yourself. And if you are being that for somebody, you too have created a problem. So love is soft. That's it. I think we can end there. <laughs> love is soft. Love is soft. Yeah. Everybody, deep breath, right? Yeah. Well, listen, Tara. You didn't Tara. Got, <laughs> Tara. I'm sorry, Tara. I, I, yeah, I got a GED. It's a practice, I got yeah. a GED. Bro. Nah, nah, like, my not. brothers call me that, so you're good. You're good. <laughs> um. Nah, listen. This was a great episode, uh, as usual. So I don't know if I hope everybody's good in there. Hope everybody. If y'all need some scraping up off the floor, letting us know. We are coming around with the shovels after the show. <laughs> they passing out hugs. They passing out hugs in the, the chat. Tish, yeah, everybody hugs somebody. T- turn to your neighbor and say, "Neighbor, neighbor, <laughs> oh neighbor, oh neighbor." Love is soft. Love is Love soft. soft. Love is real. Love, Love is, is real. real. Love is kind. Love, Love is, is kind. kind. Okay, get that scripture out, bro. God. <laughs> Listen, we'll be passing out coochie coupons in the back. Come on. Come on. I don't want none of those. Hey, you said love is soft, right? Listen. <laughs> love is so warm. Nah, I had to bring up the monotony real quick, but listen, no, nah, seriously. Um, hey, big word, monotony. Um, oh, my. Listen, thank you, uh, Tara. Thank you so, so, so much for always coming down. We look forward to the, what, next month? Yeah. Next month. We look forward to next month. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. I don't know about next month because I think is this is this our hiatus? Mm-hmm. We, we we haven't officially set a date. We gotta let the okay. public know. We gotta okay. make appropriate yeah. plans. So, so yo, Bourbon and Boy Shores will be taking a break, but we still we still got content for you. You still though. got content. You still come here on Thursday nights. We still got yes, 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 unreleased content for you. Yes, but we'll uh, be in the chats talking with you. Yeah, but we will. Uh, yeah, we're gonna take our much needed break. Um, you know, as we're gonna talk and discuss when we're gonna do this break, but. Definitely going to take a break, and uh, it won't be every Thursday, but we'll come. We got. We're going to do first Thursday though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get away from therapy. Probably probably do one Thursday a month, and then just yeah, you get your therapy. Yeah, (laughs) nah, for real. So we'll we'll actually just come back with Tara, uh, Tara, sorry, Tara (laughs) during the uh, sorry (laughs) during the summertime, but uh, definitely uh, Tara, we more than appreciate you for coming through and giving us the light and the wisdom and the the soft love that we need uh, for tonight. So. Um, Jay, you got any shout outs? Anything you want to do? Terry, Terry, you want to shout out uh, Mother's Day next week? So hop on the boat with Chef French, French Toast Connection. She has a Mother's Day cruise leaving out of Fells Point. So hop on those uh, tickets. Make sure you get those. Make sure you get over to Amazon at 1201 midnight and get all of all five of Dr. Terra's books. Uh, Look out, although we've taken our hiatus, look out for the book signing coming soon. Yes, yes. Uh, what else we got going on? We are at Swill next Friday. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Swill's about to be crazy. Yeah, Swill is going. It's a lot happening next Friday at Swill. The next, the, yeah. Yeah, next Friday. Uh, March 12th. May. 8 to 12 p.m. 8, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. May 12th. May 12th. You said March 12th. I did say March 12th. You, you can go back. If you got your DeLorean, you can go back. No, uh, May 12th. 
eight it's to twelve. Mine is the 11th. She's the left doctor. So next Thursday. Come yeah. on now. Next doctor. Thursday. So make sure everybody you uh send a post, buy a book. Um, yeah. Next Thursday. What are, anything else? Um it is a lot of birthday shout outs. What, Ooh, what, I do se- have what season is this? Taurus. Taurus? What season? What? I don't it's know. The only season. I don't know. Alright. The stubborn season, ah. right? The bull. No. <laughs> the loving season. All right. We were doing good. <laughs> nah, listen, shout out to everybody. Uh man, I have a lot of it's a lot of birthdays this month. Um man, we got of course, the Immaculate. Uh, we got who? TNT Diva. TNT Diva. Meg is this month. Meg is this month? Yeah. Really? All right. All right. Shout out to Meg. Meg is this month. Um, I was about to be a super celebration next damn. week. Damn. Somebody got a single to my. Oh, that's, that's TNT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of. Bur- oh, shout out to all the mothers. We're going to be here for mm-hmm. Mother's Day. We could, we're going to definitely uh, have a good time for Mother's Day. I'm going to try to plan something for Mother's Day and. Try to get my moms and grandmom and them together. Mm-hmm. It's either I'm gonna I'm gonna send them. I really want to send them to French uh, Frenchie's joint. That'd be nice. But uh, I heard uh, Anita, I heard Auntie Nita's coming through. Do both of them? Um. Hey, hey, you you sponsoring both of them or no like? Sir. <laughs> no sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do both. If I can do both, I'm gonna do both. Uh, they definitely deserve to, to yeah. have their Mother's Day, and I definitely want to curate that vibe and, mm-hmm. and and give them something good. So shout out to all all the mamas, mamas, baby mamas. So mamas, 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 mamas. I do have one more thing. Yeah, Baltimore Jazz Festival. So yeah, can't say it today, but you want to attend the Baltimore Jazz Festival, even if you if you plan to buy your ticket, I would say wait until next week, maybe the day after Mother's Day, and just go to the Bourbon and Boy Shorts page. Before you get your ticket, I would, I would, I would, I strongly suggest you do that. You may find a great deal by waiting until next week. You heard what my man said. <laughs> you yes, heard it, nerd. Yes. And, you, and, and if you wait until next week and then to get your ticket, you may have special seating, mm. priority seating at said festival. You heard what my man said. Yeah, and priority beverages. Get your tickets. That said festival. Get your tickets when it's time. We'll yeah. let you guys so know. So everything in decency and order. So I may wait until next week to get your tickets. Yeah. So, um, Tara, you got any, got any shout outs? Yes. Um, just a lot of thank yous. Uh, friends, mm-hmm. family, clients. I, I know my people are in there. So um, just a thank you, as always. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my book. It's actually primarily dedicated to my clients mm. my my clients are the dopest it is am- amazing to do what i do to watch transitions and i am beyond grateful that they believe in me because essentially my belief is not in me it's in them i know my capability but i know what they are capable of too and every last client that i ever had or have is divine intervention mm. so Watching them grow through all the things that they've been through, they are so amazing, so magnificent, so powerful. So I'm just super grateful um, for my clients and for their trust and their faith in me. Uh, but that's it. Thank you to everyone, new friends, old friends. Yeah. Thank you for the support. Shout out to the chat. So mm-hmm. we appreciate you guys for being engaged. I uh, hope everybody has the tissues. We're going. Oh yeah. And speaking of engaged, thank you. This is our, really our last thing. So we, we're doing a thing now for our most engaged. Uh, participant. How many mm. should we choose today? 
Three is a good number. Three, we are choosing three, so three. Let's go to the analytics. Our number. top three uh, most engaged. Ooh, that's my song off of us. Uh, three, yeah, three. So we have whoever produced that. Was shout cool. out to to uh, sis uh, Noel. Then we have oh Crystal, and it gotta be Chris. Yeah. Oh, then it's a tie. So I guess we have four. We got Nat Nat and uh, Tasani. So those are our top four. Not DJ Chris Kane. We going by the stats. Oh, the stats. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. I'm just it's going. I'm going by the I'm, numbers. I'm, I'm saying. I know. I from know. what I see versus yeah, what yeah, the yeah, stats yeah. say, that's crazy. That's what's up. Well, Chris is Chris got a Rockefeller chain. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, everybody, shoot us your uh, your your uh, your address or where you want the, your your Tara book to be delivered. And I will Amazon it to you. So that's what you get for being the most engaged today. Hey, let's go. Get your official copy. Yeah. Right back. Signed. Sign. <laughs> your way to the book signing. And I'm there. Br- bring it to you. Some, bring it to the book signing. Some of them not in Maryland, though. Oh. Uh, got, okay. Yeah, so yeah. then I'll sign it and then Nat, shoot it. Okay. Nat, Natalie, uh, my cousin Natalie, she's in H-Town. She's in Houston. Okay. So yeah, we definitely got to send her a copy. Of okay. That. Yeah. Most definitely. So um, we appreciate you guys for being yes. engaged. Jay, you good for another vibe <laughs> session? Or are you ready to... You talking to me? You're Jay, aren't you? I am. I am. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is I. I, yes. Yes, yeah, I'm um, good. I'm good. Okay. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Shout out to Tara's page. Shout out to Tara's page. Shout out to everybody who's who needs love, who needs some soft love in the mm-hmm. world. And I hope that you were able to uh, conjure your own thoughts. And Chris, I'm gonna send you one too. I feel bad. It's on my heart. I'm nah, sorry. She, she needs it. She I'm needs out. Chris, it. you got it. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Pick um, out which one you want. But nonetheless, man, thank y'all for so much for tuning in and, and, and supporting us, and not only supporting us, supporting the people that support us, and supporting the people that support us, supporting those other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a big group of support. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Stay tuned. We're gonna get some more of this. Uh, these vibes mm-hmm. and uh y'all know what it is so as always pick up your glass please mm-hmm. doctor doctor and as always love life and, and libations that was good yeah. i gotta take this long hike <laughs> okay <laughs> oh it was beautiful and lovely as ever Would fill up in the wells, in the wells of my eyes, oh baby. And then it got so bad, it got so bad. Until one time I thought I'd roll myself up in a big old ball and die. And then I met you, darling, and you smiled at me. Oh, oh, it was such a pretty smile, yes it was. And you reached out your hand. You help me. You help me. You help me. Oh, I'm glad, baby. I'm glad, baby. Oh, 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 baby. Oh, yeah. I won't ever leave you, baby. I won't ever grieve you, baby.